and welcome to Reread, Rewrite, Recommend, a podcast by Muskingum County Library System where we talk a little bit about libraries and a lot about books. I'm Sarah. <laughs> I'll stop doing that. No. Very distracting. This is why I have you on for the one year anniversary again. Anniversary, anniversary. It's an extravaganza. It is an extravaganza. The extravaganza part is we planned nothing. <laughs> Anyway, I'm Sarah. I'm an outreach assistant at Muscogee County Library System. In case you couldn't tell, listener, today I am joined by Sean Fennell. I'm not reading his bio. I did that last time. If you're curious, go listen to episode one. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's Sean Fennell. I'm the Marketing and Community Relations Director here at the Muskingum County Library System. One day I'll have your title memorized. It's very um, long. I, I, I'm not memorizing it That's today. why my name badge has two lines for my title because it's ridiculous. But we use the ampersand, so that helped. I love an ampersand. I do too. It's just like a really beautiful piece of grammar writing. What would it be? Punctuation. There we go. That's that that's word. the word. <laughs> ampersand is beautiful punctuation. It is. There's a lot of really good punctuation. Agreed. You can terabangs. Totally wow. in uh, what under. What is that? No. Terabangs. In terabang. Oh, in terabang. Yes, yes, I do know that. I'm like that okay. seems like one you would know. Yeah, I've, I've used that one actually. I think in yeah. text messages to you. Not that I have noticed. I thought, I thought it was but you. Like, it was like, oh look, it's a terabang. It's a it's a smurfernerf. It could have been. I don't know. Who knows? Not me. Apparently. Who knows? Not Sarah. No. <laughs> <laughs> you could ask literally anyone else. It'll be great. <laughs> All right. So this episode is going to be chaos because like I said, we are chaos <laughs> a little earlier. I don't know if it made it in. Future Sarah doesn't know how she's going to edit this. It's going to be fun. Enjoy the um, roller coaster, folks. Yes. My thought was that it would be a one year extravaganza and we do extravagant things. Extravagant. Um, and then I planned nothing. And so <laughs> instead of extravagance, you're getting kind of chaos. But that's entertaining to listen to. I Chaotic think... extravagance. That's what I'm into. I mean, we're just naturally extravagant. Exactly. Yes. I feel very extravagant. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things I thought would be fun, I, I said I didn't plan, I planned. A little bit. I planned like 10 minutes before I came up and set up microphones, which technically is not zero. It is a non-zero number of planning. Accurate. Lots and lots of planning. To yeah. be fair, we also read a lot this year. I mean, I feel like I counts. didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you did. I'm glad somebody... Help me. I on, don't leave my house. <laughs> on this reading-based podcast, I'm glad I have a guest that read this year. No, I thought it would be fun to kind of go over our first year stats yeah let's do it technically there's only like two or three of them because <laughs> <laughs> we only post once a month as opposed to once a week so i feel as though a lot of podcasts who do their like one year wrap up they have more to say because instead of 12 episodes they have like 50 to 52 and we have significantly less than that but i can't do a weekly podcast i'm really sorry you're far I too busy i couldn't do it so we have almost 500 listens in our year, which I think is pretty exciting. We're really close. One of my goals is to hopefully get 500 listens by April because my my staff review is in April. <laughs> I'd really like that to be an accomplishment I put on my staff review. So 
<laughs> I think you can get there. I think, I think so. I think you can get there. Yeah. That's why I would really like for you to re-listen, listener. Or like tell your friends about us and make them listen so that I can have a really, really awesome evaluation. Thank you. We have listeners from five different countries, which I was surprised by. Yeah. Also surprised a little bit that we didn't get Thailand on this list because my aunt lives in Thailand. Ooh, Sarah's so, calling out her aunt I'm right now. I'm calling out my aunt. She's not going to oh listen to this. Gosh. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> if Thailand pops up on the country list, I'm going to be like, crap. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we have listeners from the United States, Germany, England, Italy, and Cuba. Oh. Yeah. Very nice. I thought that was pretty cool. Very nice. And I think you were telling me something really special about our uh, German listener. Yes. Listener from Hesse, Germany. I see you. I see. I, I, you listen to like a lot of the episodes. You're when I click on Germany, you're like 5% of the listens. So <laughs> I just wanted to say hi. You can email me if you want to tell me some books that you read and I'll read them out on the podcast because I think that would we be have really our fun. First international podcast. That would be amazing. Yeah, they could come on. Yeah. This person. I don't know how to speak German, so I can't say anything clever in German or anything at all. I can curse in German, um, but I'm not going to do that this on this is, yeah, library probably, podcast. Maybe not in the library podcast. <laughs> That's a different podcast, folks. My grandma didn't teach me much German, but she taught me the curse words. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities. Priorities. Exactly. So even though we only have 12 episodes in a trailer, we've actually talked about over 72 titles what? on this podcast, which is really interesting because we don't just like mention books. I feel as though this is very much a book discussion oriented podcast. Mm -hmm. So like we have almost 72 different book talks within this 12 episode podcast. That's incredible. Isn't that really cool? That's a lot of uh, reader advisory right it there. It is. So that's really all I had for this year in podcast. We had 12 different guests, which was really great. And I have a, a small list of goals for next year. Oh, like what are to they? hear them. Yes, please. All right. So most of these are things that I would like, like guest wise. Okay. I want someone from branches, maybe two people from branches. I would love to talk about branch services and like their specific communities because that would be awesome. That would be really fun. That's one of my favorite things about having so many different locations throughout the community is that even though we're all, you know, living in Muskingum County or at least working in Muskingum County, the differences in like yeah. the communities are really fascinating. Um, and I just love that we were able to provide that kind of community-based type of service. Mm -hmm. And I think that'd just be really fun to talk about, especially if I had like two different branch locations on like in back-to-back -back episodes to kind of mm. see how branches are different across the county. I think that would be a really cool like series to do. That would be awesome. Or like we could just get all five of them on. What? I know. What? <laughs> that would be pure chaos and so much fun. That would be so much fun. We'd need to buy more microphones. We'd need to, it'd be worth it. And laptops. <laughs> and laptops. That's <laughs> eh, fine details. No, there's there's emerging tech laptops. We'll borrow oh, yeah. we'll yeah. borrow the the laptop lab from from Jazz. You can borrow my laptop too. Perfect. It has on, yeah. They're gonna eventually get me a laptop, I think. One day. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> um, in October, I would like to have someone from the Friends on. Yeah. Oh. October is um, National Friends of the Library Month, and I thought it would be really cool to talk about like what the Friends do and kind of highlight how mm -hmm. they 
helpful library. Yeah. Have you talked about the friends at all on the podcast yet? Not really. Not really. One of the things that I thought about doing for this episode that I then scrapped because I didn't plan anything um, was actually talking about my job and what I do. You haven't done that? No. Sarah. <laughs> I promote the podcast. That is that is true. And podcast you do a very is good job. job. Podcast is Past what it. I do. Podcast is job. <laughs> no, you should definitely. I mean, you do such incredible stuff throughout our Thank county. You. Like, it's actually kind of amazing you're also a member of our newest department our mm-hmm. outreach department um mm-hmm. and you folks do so much out there i mean see that that's one of the reasons i haven't talked about my job specifically is because i have had beth on and i've had kyle on like we've talked about outreach oh, we just okay. haven't talked about like my role in our department yeah well it's one year let's hear it what do you what do you do what I do you do all day besides besides, besides podcasts, edit audio besides edit podcasts <laughs> One of my favorite things that you do um, are probably the home deliveries. Yes. I love that. House calls are pretty great. Um, They're not so great this time of year because there's a lot of ice about. But I bought waterproof garden shoes and then did no gardening because I live in an apartment on the third floor. So I am putting them to use this winter (laughs) as waterproof (laughs) galoshes for keeping the little socks dry. Key. Nothing worse than wet socks. Yeah, another type of guest I would like to get on next year is a board member. Maybe any board member. I am not picky. There are multiples. I will pick the one that answers back. Alice Graham would be great. I'll keep that in mind. She, I know that she's a really heavy library user. Oh, great. So, like, I see her in the buildings. Well, this building all, a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I just saw her today when I was heading um, out to run the Kiwanis meeting. Nice. I was like, oh, there's Alice Graham again. So yeah, maybe, maybe her. Yeah, she'd be awesome. She'd be really great. So that is that. Um, and then I thought maybe your mom would want to be on my podcast. My mom, maybe mom CLS. <laughs> yeah, she works at a library. She does. Yeah, we oh, can compare. Oh no, she totally does. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just like I was like my mom. mom. No, there was there was more reason. She also reads a lot. Like I thought she'd be oh, a really great guest. She reads more than i do yeah um and she's just constantly reading she's super she runs book clubs mm-hmm. she actually does a lot of readers advisory all the time for me yeah. too so it wasn't just a yeah. make sean awkward con- uh, comment it was a <laughs> shelly would genuinely be very purpose. good on this podcast no. she would be she actually really would be she loves talking about books um and this would be perfect for her because i like to call her spoiler in chief because perfect. she spoils books for me all the time She's like, you should read this book. It's really good. And then she summarizes <laughs> what it. Happens. And I'm like, Mom, now I don't, I don't want to read it now. <laughs> See, I'm the opposite. So I haven't been reading a ton. I also haven't been like consuming media of really any sort. But I did watch Encanto, oh. which is really good, BT dubs. But like only after I had spoiled the entire plot for myself. I needed to go in with expected story beats. Oh, I do not want that. Yeah. But we, we, we talked about that in the first. Mm-hmm. We did. But, yeah. I no, did not re-listen. I, I considered re-listening to episode one to remind myself what we said, and then I didn't. We said lots of things. <laughs> we said lots of things. Yes. But yeah. No, Mom is great at Reader's Advisory. She just recommended a book that, a series that I'm super into right now, uh, The Lady and the Highwayman by mm-hmm. Sarah M. Eden. Super cute. Nice. Super cute. So, you know, like Penny Dreadful's? Yes. So it's like the this Penny Dreadful Society. There are these authors that 
write Penny Dreadfuls and they use the proceeds to like fund school for like they call them street urchins Mm -hmm. um and so it's set like and you know i think victorian if i'm correct anyway it's just really engaging because what i love about it and here's the really kind of innovative part about it is that like you have your overarching narrative and it's between these two characters i've only read the first one i just literally this morning started the second book on my commute Mm -hmm. so no opinion on that yet (laughs) but like it was it's really cute because you have this kind of main arc between the two main characters both of them are penny, penny dreadful authors mm-hmm. and they intersperse chapters of their penny dreadful book oh, throughout the entire book itself and so you basically have three stories happening at the same time oh wow and two of them are fantasy and then one's supposed to be the reality even though mm-hmm. obviously i mean it's fiction yeah but course. still like it's clear because the other one are like definitely like there's like vampires and <laughs> anyway it's just it's it's super fun it and it has a nice ending and yeah how's the audio so. experience for three different storylines it's really good. Oh, good it's really good um uh, i was kind of concerned mm-hmm. usually if there's going to be multiple like distinct narratives i prefer to have distinct narrators and this yes. is one narrator, uh, which makes it a little bit more challenging. Yeah, but, I think I'd struggle with that. Yeah, but the way but they do chapter introductions, and so it that would help. It, it's yes. super helpful. There's only one time where I must not have been paying attention, and I'm like, "Wait, what's happening? This can't be real. Why are they talking about vampires?" <laughs> and then I realized, I, was, I mean, you know, matter of seconds, and I was like, "Oh, because you just missed because was yes the fact that they're talking about like the the next." <laughs> the next uh you know penny dreadful books so, yes anyway that makes sense so that was all i had for podcasty stuff i feel like last time you were on we just talked about podcasts and we did not talk about your job like hardly at all oh really yeah i could be wrong though i could be misremembering i did read the episode description <laughs> before i came <laughs> on <laughs> close enough right see it's about that research it's all about research and preparation <laughs> folks um so I, I, I am good at my job i promise <laughs> she really is she really is she's really honestly doing uh this podcast as like kind of a passion project yeah honestly. i just have fun with it um so it's 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 kind of in addition to other duties as a sign if anybody yeah. is, is aware of of that little Was catch-all almost the name phrase. of this podcast oh that's right yeah. Oh, I forgot that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there yeah. you go. Secret insider <laughs> podcast knowledge. But we went with our, obviously, our delightful... Repod. Repod. Mm-hmm. At first when I saw, like, there's some file or something that you named Repod, and I'm like, what does that mean? And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> reading. It's, it's a it's a really long yeah. title to it not is. have something to shorten it, it is. to. And I think Repod is really cute, so... I so, too. Yeah. Uh, so my job... I guess. Yeah, if you want. Um, so again, it's uh, I'm the marketing and community relations mm-hmm. director, and I do a lot of different things around. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing is I uh, coordinate our social media. So we have a lot of different mm-hmm. staff members contributing awesome stuff, honestly, um, and being so creative and creating content, unique content for each of the different channels we have. So you're not going to see the same content on every single one of our socials out there. It's going to be each will have their own unique content. And of course we share. And if there's big things, they're going to get posted um, across as many platforms as we can. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm 
I mean, full disclosure, I'm kind of in love with our TikTok right now. Yes. We have such strong TikTok game. Like, we do. Oh, my gosh. Those, they're, they're doing great. They are. Shout if out you, to Alyssa and Katie. Yes. Alyssa was on episode 10, and we talked a little bit about the TikTok. Oh, so if you haven't yeah. listened to that, you definitely should. Absolutely. And then Rob Cook, who's actually the marketing assistant, mm-hmm. he's been doing videos that make me just die. Yeah, they're, they're pretty darn funny. They are so funny. I... I was barking laughter the last one that I saw. And uh, so that is also on TikTok, um, a few of them. Facebook. And Facebook. And actually, the versions are different. So it's still original content, both of them. So you get a different take for TikTok than you do on our Facebook page. So make sure you check that out. why you should follow us on all socials. All socials. All socials. All socials. (laughs) That's at Muskingum Lib across yep. all platforms. That is right. Muskingum Lib, except for YouTube, because we have to have 100 subscribers before we can get a custom URL. Oh. So please follow us. At least that, that's how it was when I initially set it up. Do we have someone in charge of the YouTube? Yeah, Jasmine. Oh, yeah, Jasmine. nice. I did not know yeah. that. Jasmine um, Tabler, she is mm-hmm. our amazing emerging technologies assistant. Yes, I believe she was on episode nine. Look at that. All these I celebrities. <laughs> celebrities. No, the last couple of episodes, I've been kind of bad about scheduling last minute. And so the last couple of episodes have been, which one of my friend's arms can I twist into being on a podcast tomorrow? <laughs> it's very effective. So my, I, I said last episode with um, Sherry that my goal for this upcoming year, other than some of the ones we've discussed just previously, is to try to schedule further out mm-hmm. and like give my guests a heads up. So you should be very proud of me, listener. I scheduled Rachel, who is going to be next month's guest, at the same time I scheduled Sean. So like two months in advance. Wow. I know. That's awesome planning. To be fair, you gave me tons of notice and I didn't prepare. It's very busy, folks. Public libraries are crazy busy places. Like I feel like that's one of the misconceptions that if you're not really like a, a, you know, in working in libraries or if you don't, you know, visit your local public library, (laughs) you may not realize just how incredibly dynamic and busy, you know, Mm -hmm. we are. That's one, honestly, it's one of the reasons why I love it so much. Yeah, your schedule's I'm, insane. Yeah, You're always doing a ton of stuff. Always doing. I mean, like my week itself is like I could be on air one day and then I could be in a couple you know, strategic mm-hmm. meetings and then I'm on the floor doing this and then I'm creating something. I love it. I'm rarely bored. That is true. <laughs> and my checklist is never done. Which is I am fine. less busy than you and I still experience that. It's fun. I mean, you know, it makes the days go and uh, if you really, if you, if you are passionate about what you do. That makes a difference. It does. It so, helps. And I, I do love public libraries. I didn't plan on being in public libraries. I kind of mm-hmm. happened into it or kind of stumbled into yeah. it a little bit. I mean, same. And then I was like, oh, wait, this is incredible. And I want to I want to do this thing. Uh, but no, so Jasmine is our emerging technologies assistant. And actually, that is the department where I spent most of my library time. Oh, yeah. You started yeah. in ET um, here. I did. So my quick little library journey, I started at the Lincoln County Library System in the Hebron Branch Library in the middle of a cornfield. No joke. Nice. Attached to the municipal building. I had people that would come into this adorable little branch that I still love and who are from Hebron and be like, I don't know about a library. Um, I was like, oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) 
really need to do some marketing. Really need to do some marketing. Little did I know. Um, so then at Licking County Library, I when I I moved into emerging technologies there first as their emerging technology specialist at their main branch downtown, and I worked there for quite a few years. Uh, and then Muskegon County Library System opened up an emerging technologies manager position, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, this looks awesome. This yeah. is me. Uh, so I definitely applied. You know, I got that. And then I moved into the marketing community relations position when that opened up because I really felt like it actually played more to my skill set. But we still have a really great uh, emerging technologies department. And I think I found my library niche. Like, Yeah, it worked pretty uh, well. Yeah, I like promoting the library. Um, but talk just really quickly about some of the other things that, um, you know, I do or the yeah. marketing department does. In addition to all of our socials, uh, the user experience and also the content on the website, all of the media coordination, um, as well as, you know, creating commercials and, um, you know, getting interviews scheduled or taking interviews myself, be it radio or TV or anything like that. And anything that's designed that you see in the building comes through our department. Either we create it or people send it to us so that we can be like, this is great. Please add a comma here. (laughs) It's very important. (laughs) It's very important. We have a brand and style guide and we're sticking to it. Yes. You know, with appropriate flexibility, obviously. We make yearly upgrades to that. Updates, not upgrades. Same thing. I mean... I mean, they are an upgrade. considered an upgrade. Yeah. I'm standing by upgrade. Yeah. Standing by it, it. folks. So um, also in my department is the uh, grant writer. So yeah. yeah. So a lot of the a lot of any of the grants that come through the library mm-hmm. come through my department as well. Also any of the signage that you see, that's all us. Mm-hmm. So there's there's just a lot. Like for example, today, like I'm out there. I just got off the phone with a uh, gentleman. I think he was in, he's in the UK somewhere, but he's with a company that is going to help us get our citations in order, which are um, oh, cool. online citation citations. So any kind of listing you have. So when you see a listing on. I don't know, Apple Maps or Google Maps mm-hmm. or Google or, I don't know, Facebook. Every, everywhere you're listed online is called a citation. And it's really difficult to get all of those to be um, the same and accurate. Oh. So if you don't use like a system that does it, you have to go in and get access to every single one of those things and then go in and it can be really arduous. I tried to do that in piecemeal and it just did not work. Uh, so we're using something a little bit more specialized to make that happen. And so that's just one of the cool things. Like I get to learn all about creating corrections on citations and learning about that. And so it's just a really, uh, I don't know, it's a dynamic, fun job that I get to do and thinking about ways to just promote all the stuff that public libraries do. Because to be fair, before I started working in public libraries, yeah, I did know. not know. Didn't know. I did not know at all. So, and Ohio has some of the most incredible public libraries in the nation. Yes, this is true. So, thanks Ohio, the golden land of libraries. <laughs> so it's like I grew up in Ohio in a library, basically, and then um, spent some time in California and was like really upset <laughs> that they didn't work the same way. Yeah, I mean, I did not have libraries like this. I mean, I grew up in the Portland, Oregon area, and... I, most of my kind of, I mean, I still spend a ton of time like around books, mm-hmm. um, mostly just in my school library or at Powell's Books, which is like just that really large independent bookseller in Portland. And it's just a block, um, multiple stories of just incredible books. Um, the Pearl Room was my favorite uh, because that's where all the art books and they had their rare book room up there and it was kind of hidden to get there and it was fun. And anyway, so... <laughs> 
because because we just didn't have the same type of libraries that that we have here in ohio so yeah it's an incredible place to work agreed i enjoy it yeah i think that's yeah cut cut as much of that as you'd like i will (laughs) (laughs) or all of it that's fine too i probably won't cut much of it it depends we're already like half an hour in what and we have not talked about one book (laughs) you did i talked about one book. yeah (laughs) fair warning i did say there was going to be a lot of editing (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the extravaganza part is the editing all right so let's talk about some books yeah i guess that we should probably transition Uh, into our rereads and rewrites and recommends yeah which one are we starting with generally the rereads and generally the guest so if you would like to start you can if you would prefer if you if you so choose if you so desire all right my reread i feel like that was the one i was having a hard time with please please. hold (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> so my reread, I'm going to kind of uh, do my own thing a little bit and yes. and mess with the format. I love that. Please do. Because why not? It keeps it interesting. Yeah. All right. Thing. So my reread is also going to kind of dovetail with my, my rewrite. Uh, this is something I've been really looking forward to. Um, and I needed to clear out some time because it's a huge investment. So... I don't think I talked about this last time, but uh, the Deborah Harkness series, A Discovery of Witches, mm-hmm. I loved that first book. The first book was really good. Oh, much. Um, and then I I think when I read that, that the second book came out pretty, pretty quickly after I had read the first one because I didn't read it immediately. And... I was into it like I could I, I could deal. I was mm-hmm. definitely hungry for the next book. Yes. And then... So much time passed. Um, <laughs> I forgot everything. Yeah, that happens everything. with yeah. Um, Because, I mean, the world building that Deborah Harkness does is just, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, the characters are really vibrant and the world is so beautifully developed. I will admit that I struggled a tiny bit with the second book. There were some moments where I was like, ugh, cringe. But I was dedicated. I was like, okay. This is a solid series. There's a TV show out now. Yes. Everyone loves this series, right? Yet I wasn't able to finish the third book when I tried reading it 85 years after (laughs) I finished the second book. So I tried reading the third book without rereading the first two. And I was like, this isn't going to work. So then I tried reading a synopsis of all the different of the first two books. And then I tried listening to the third book after that. And I was like, still not working. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I need to dedicate. Oh my god! I mean, these books are like what twenty-four hour listens oh or gosh, something they're crazy. They're so long. They're super, super long, which is pretty it's normal fine. for like. Like it's a, it's a fantasy. Yeah, like, it's a fantasy yeah. world building type deal. Like I'm I'm into it. Like I'm willing to invest that amount of time for a good read. In fact, many times I get very upset when my favorite books are not long enough. <laughs> like this was too short. How dare? Exactly. Like now an eight hour book. I'm just like ugh. Where's the next chapter? So, it, but again, it's it's a big investment for a reread, mm-hmm. you know, because just to get to the new story that I haven't been in yet, I'm going to have to dedicate like what, at least, you know, a solid 48 or something hours of, of, of reading. So I did that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I got to a point where I was like, there's nothing out. There's nothing else I want to read right now. I have this kind of opening up in my, this, this time where I'm like, okay, I think I'm ready. Yes. And I re-listened to both of the first books. Absolutely love the first. Mm-hmm. Completely. 
struggled to touch with the second one. And then I tried to read the third book so many times. Oh, no. And I don't know what it is that is making it difficult for me to transition into that third book, The Book of Life. Is I think that's the title I of believe. it. They didn't um, time jump with those, did they? They time jump back because um, we went back in time. Yeah, they, they did the time yeah. travel. But like between books one, and, or I'm sorry, between book two and book three, there wasn't like a gap of like six months or something, was there? You know, I was, think is that, that part of the problem? I think that might be part of it. I think that you're right. I think that there was some type of like really kind of harsh jump right at the beginning. I think there was like immediately like a death as well oh. in her family. And I don't know. There, I, I could not get into that third book. And so I, I guess that would be my useless recommendation of, <laughs> of rewriting is I have no idea how I would rewrite that. But the transition between that second and third book is just not working for me. And I really, really want it to, you know, because I, I hate not finishing a series, especially when I've like invested all that time to make it happen so the other kind of working theory that i have as to why i couldn't get into the the third book is yeah. because of the fact that i just re-listened to the other two books so that's a lot it is time. a lot uh-huh i might be burnt out on on the world so i don't know maybe mm-hmm. i'll try it again but like again this would be like I, I can't even count how many times i've tried picking up this book again and i just can't get into it and i know that i like deborah harkness yeah like I know, like I know that I love it. Good. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and I liked. I struggled. Let me be clear about the second book. I struggled with portions of it because what I what I didn't enjoy is the shift of uh, the main character um, Matthew when um, and the way that he began to behave. It's, it's specifically when they were like in the past. Yes, yeah. when they were in the past, because I the, I loved their relationship and the dynamic of their relationship so much in the first book, and then in the second book, it just got so yeah. cringy. I don't know how else it to. It was like really... we're in the 16th century now. Let's yeah. be 16th century people. Exactly. So he was like no. treating her like he would in a 16th you know 16th century um, woman and. That was not a great situation. No, it was not. Uh, and so we have this, you know, like incredible, strong, intelligent, gifted woman who's being treated like garbage by. Basically, I felt really betrayed by that relationship yeah. because I was like, well, he's still at core the same person. He's allowing the context of his situation to be able to, uh, I don't know, influence him. I also don't like time travel. Yeah, so. it, it gets kind of weird. <laughs> Yeah, I I I died. Especially when you consider like Matthew was alive and existed in that time, so like you had these times where there were two of him. Exactly, and then it's like, how does that reconcile itself? You know, like there's always like when there's so much overlap like that, there's always just some my my brain can't stop trying to logic things. Mm Um, which needs to stop when I'm reading. Uh, I mean, we're talking about time traveling (laughs) witches here, folks. Like, I think. <laughs> maybe I need to loosen up my my logic, but maybe maybe not. Who knows? So yeah, it's kind of a, I definitely recommend that book. Like for I definitely reread it this yeah. year. I reread both of those books this year, um, and I reread the first chapter in the third book many times this year. Oh no! Um, you didn't make it past chapter one. No. No. Oh no. no. No, I just like I I was I was listening to it and I you know my new kind of rule is that if I'm not enjoying a title, I do not finish it anymore. Yeah. 
It's a good rule to live by. Right? Because I'm just like, why am I suffering through a book that that I'm not into right now? It doesn't mean it's a bad book. It just maybe means that I'm not in the right headspace for it. Yeah. Like, there's quite a few books in my, you know, my, my hoopla or Libby history that I was looking at. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I really do want to read that. But maybe it just wasn't the right time mm-hmm. for me to read it. So, yeah, that's kind of my... I, I folded it in together. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I guess I get to go back to back. Da, da, da. <laughs> Double feature. All right. So for my reread, I'm actually also doing a series. And the reason I need to reread this series is one, because I enjoyed it. And two, because it's so long. <laughs> um, and this is The Chronicles of Elantra by Michelle Sagara. There are currently 16 books in this series. Book 17 comes out in September. That's I've read tw- series. It's Jeez. so long. I've read the first 12, I think. I read the synopsis for 13 and I couldn't remember if I had read it or not. So, to me, that sounds like I should probably just reread the entirety of the series. And basically, the series is like high fantasy police procedural. What? It's, it's so it's so How good. How is that a thing? <laughs> I know. It's, I love them. So <laughs> I, I need more. Tell me more. I will tell you all about them. Okay. So we are in the city of Elantra. And like there's a bunch of different like races, species of creature who live in Elantra. And Elantra, the city, is the horde of a dragon, basically. So like the city is his horde. And like he's the eternal emperor or whatever. And so in order to make sure everyone is safe, because he can't have the horde injuring itself, like there, there are set up like different like um, police procedural type of things. And there's like different districts in the city. Like it's just like a big fantasy city. Mm. Um, there's, as I said, there's a bunch of different races, obviously dragons. And like the dragons are like that shifter type of dragon where they have like a human form and a dragon form. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a lot of world building, it yes. seems like. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also Barani, who I would say are kind of elf adjacent. Hmm. Those are the two of the long lived races. Those are the ones that are basically immortal. Um, like they're given real names with power, and that's what gives them life. And like as long as their name is alive, then they're alive type hmm. of thing. And then you have, like, the mortal races. So humans, obviously, our main character, Kaelin, is a human. And then there's Aryans, which are, like, like bird people with the pretty wings. They live in an eerie. Like, their portion of the city is, like, cliffs with little little houses in the cliffs with, like, nests and stuff. They're very cool. Oh, I love cool. that. Um, and there's Leontines, um, little lion people. And then there's the um, Theolani, which are, like, this... They're kind of reclusive, like, group of mind readers. They basically is, like, hive mind people. They've got little antenna things on their heads, and Hmm. they're really cool. I love the Thealani. I think they're great. So that's kind of, like, the people in the world. And the main city is Elantra. At the center of Elantra, there are these districts called the Fifes, and... They're not technically part of the city. They contain like this ancient magic, again, with the name magic, like um, world building, a lot of stuff to get into. So, yeah. And then there's also like elemental magic. The entire world is built on this like ancient lost knowledge that like people are trying to figure out like the words of power are this ancient language that no one speaks anymore. It's really crazy. 
There's like the name magic. There are like other dimensions that come into play at some point. Hmm. And our main character, Kaylin, is a hawk, which is kind of like the investigative branch of like this world's law enforcement. Pretty much every book you start off with like there's been a crime that's been committed in Elantra. And sometimes it's a one-off and sometimes it relates to like this overarching plot that kind of goes through all of the books type of thing. It's a lot. It's That's so good. That's a lot. It's so good. What, what? Where do you check it out? What do you mean? Like, is it in like Libby or Hoopla oh, or um, physical collection? It's not in the physical collection. I did check because I couldn't remember names, so I wanted to grab a copy. Um, I believe it is in Libby. I didn't check Hoopla, but I know it's in Libby, mm-hmm. and it's real good. The first book is called Cast in Shadow, and the entire series is cast in blank so there's like cast in fury cast in court light i don't know a bunch of different ones and when we first meet kaylin she basically is like this like junior hawk type of person the only reason she is a hawk is because like they basically adopted her as like the mascot of the hawks like she she joined real young (laughs) she has like these like words kind of like on the insides of her wrists and like the insides of her thighs or lower back. They just kind of appeared one day. And when they appeared, this was like when she was 10, there were, she was living in the fifes at the time. And there were like murders happening in the fifes where the murdered kids had the same markings she did. Once Kaylin left the fifes, the murders kind of stopped and they were like, oh, great, we fixed it. Let's ignore this. So at the start of this book, the murders have started back up. And now everyone knows that Kaylin has these marks already. So basically they're like going into the fifes to try to solve these murders and like figure out what the marks are and like that sort of thing, I guess. It's a very basic summary. And Currently then... pulling up Libby and looking for that title. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I'm not entirely sure they're in audio. I read these with my eyeballs eyeball reading yes that's awesome thank you do it every once in a while i really like the series i like as it goes on like how she kind of builds on like the ancient words of power um you learn kind of like how the city was built and what the fifes are and like you get sentient buildings because the buildings have names sentient buildings yes in the later episodes, episodes as if it's a series, in the later books, minor spoilers, but not really, the house that Kaylin lives in is named Helen. And, like, they just have conversations with Helen. <laughs> and I love it so much. I've never thought about naming a house. And now I need to name my house. The house, I think the house named itself, but. Well, there you go. What's the, what's the author again? Um, Michelle Sagara. Michelle Sagara. Yes. I, I don't know. The first ones might have been published under Michelle Sagara West, but I I think this series is exclusively just under Michelle Sagara, but it could be wrong. She also has titles under Michelle Sagara West. And like the fifes are kind of weird because they're like in the city, but not really. Um, You can't move between the fifes. Kaylin did once and it was like an anomaly and people were very confused on how she did it. And I don't even think she knows how she did it. She was just a lost little baby. But um, <laughs> yeah, the fifes also are kind of like 
controlled by these words of power to be a fife lord like you have to go through like this test of name Hmm. like you have to be one of the long-lived races with a name to be able to do it and like the fife tests your name and if you survive then you rule the fife and if you die sucks to suck i guess (laughs) (laughs) beautiful beautifully put i'm very hey folks it sucks to suck (laughs) also don't be fooled by the cover art yeah i don't really love the cover art i don't love the way they did like the runes on her arms because it doesn't match at all Mm. the way it's described in the book so that's very frustrating for me yeah but it's just really cool i love it a lot it sounds and i need to reread them so that i can catch up with book 17 and they're long they're they're long it's 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 a lot of material if you start the series you'll be entertained for a while <laughs> I mean, I do love that though. Like, if you fall in love with the world or mm-hmm. characters, then it's amazing to have like that full breadth of series. Yeah. So. And I also love like the city feels like a full city, mm-hmm. and it also feels specific. Like, there's this hut in one of the districts that just kind of looks like a random tea shop, but if you like walk into it and like the the shopkeeper lets you in in. Like, it actually contains an elemental garden where, like, the element of fire and earth and air and water reside, like, within this little hut that just kind of looks like a rundown shack, which is really cool. Wow. I love it. The keeper is pretty awesome. This sounds great. Like, yeah. it really does. It sounds amazing. I think at some point it's going to be, like, each of the mortal races kind of have, like, an alignment with one of the elements. The Thay Alani are definitely aligned with water. Like, I don't want to get too much more into that because it does come up as kind of a major plot point in one of the books. But, like, that's very clear. And we know how I feel about spoilers. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if you were a different person, I would go further. But Sean would not appreciate this, so I will stop. <laughs> I'm sorry to all of the, the spoiler fans out there. But, like, the Aryans very clearly air. Like, yeah. I feel as though the Leontines probably fiery. I don't know. I just, I feel as though there's something there. She just hasn't said it exclusively. There's also like a lot of history and politics between the dragons and the Barani because Mm. they're the immortal races. Like they live for thousands and thousands of years. They don't love the fact that they live in the city that is the dragon's horde. They feel very controlled with that. I mean, I feel Um, like that's fair. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And there's been like multiple dragon Barani wars throughout history. And like, it's just the world building that goes into it is really cool and like intense. There's like oracles at some point. I don't know. It's just amazing. Oh my gosh. There's, <laughs> There's so, so much, much there. there. <laughs> There's so much there. Yeah. Like you'd have to be an incredibly skilled writer to be able to yeah. manage all of that amount of detail and information and then For make sure. it in a way that like people can remember and process yeah not only that but also keep it consistent Mm -hmm. throughout 17 books yeah because when i found this series like the first eight were out and i read them pretty quickly in succession so like from books one to book eight at least Mm -hmm. like very consistent world building i mean it sounds great it is really good and you also have kaylin who is like this little urchin girl she was basically like her mom died when she was young she lived on the streets for a while in the fifes 
and she just kind of has this power now like the marks mean things and she doesn't know what they mean and a lot of people don't really know what they mean but Mm. now the dragon emperor knows her name and like she has to go to barani court and she's like doing all of these things and she's just like i i'm happy if i have bread twice a day like (laughs) (laughs) yeah so seeing her grow and like become like an actual hawk and like learn to have family and friends and like exist in a world where she's not like actively struggling is very interesting as well yeah there's a little bit of romance kind of but like it's super slow burn (laughs) (laughs) like um like 12 books in and like you maybe have one person who was like i would be interested in this and 12 16 hour books yeah and then (laughs) and then caitlin's like i don't know if i'm ready for that (laughs) not there give me another 12 books (laughs) And the fact that I haven't mentioned Nightshade at all, like, there's just so much there. <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah, my head is kind of spinning yeah. with the amount of, like, stuff that you've been talking about. That's yeah. incredible. Read. You should definitely read these. Read they them. are wonderful. I am going to be rereading them soon. Having described them to you makes me very excited to read them. And I haven't been excited to read anything in a while. Yeah, so. that's awesome. I mean, honestly, I'm giving I mean, well, like I said, you know, I'm pulling on my phone and looking it up so i'm yes. probably gonna be checking that out soon. yeah so that's chronicles of Elantra. the bur- the first book is cast in shadow and they're very good i like them a lot tell All us right. about some books you don't like you know what book i hate <laughs> let's tell me everything <laughs> it's not okay <laughs> i say i hate it it's not the book i hate that was river keep we talked about that earlier yeah. this is a book everybody liked and i didn't like it at all uh-oh so for my rewrite, I'm gonna rewrite the Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern. Okay, do tell, <laughs> do tell. It's like I trust Sean enough to say I hate yeah, that book. Right? No, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's not one of my favorites, so I'm, I'm really yes. curious. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while for me too. Everybody loved the Night Circus. Everyone I talk to loves the Night Circus, and then you say you didn't like the Night Circus, and they all gasp and they're like, "What?" <gasps> But it was so atmospheric. Like, that's the only thing memorable about it. So, yeah. The Night Circus is a book about some dueling kids making a circus. (laughs) Except that makes it sound more entertaining than it is. I was like, that sounds terrible, the way that you put that. (laughs) Except, like, (laughs) that's what it's about. (laughs) Except that the duels are boring and the kids don't want to be doing it. Like... Oh, that's right. That's right. (laughs) There's basically no plot. And then the characters are underdeveloped and unrelatable. Mm -hmm. They just kind of do what the author wants them to do with no development whatsoever. The things that it has going for it is that, like, the circus looks pretty cool. Other than that, there's not much there, I don't think. So if you're looking for, like, atmosphere and... Nothing yeah, else. like, and I'm normally a person, like, I will read just for aesthetic, and I still didn't love this. As you said that, this is pretty much exactly what I was trying to say, is that it's like, we're trying to come up with the words, reading for aesthetic is perfect, because Yay. I do that too. Like, yeah. Because I, when I think of it, I'm like, I read for atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, if I have, I mean, honestly, setting is a character for me. 
Yeah. It absolutely is. And if it's strong enough, it can carry it for me. But yeah, because there's a whole bunch of the books, right? Like in the... In in this, Night, I think there's only there... just Night Circus. Oh, I thought there were multiple. There was... She came out with a second one a couple of years ago, but it wasn't related. Uh, the Starless Sea. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. That one was like... I didn't really like that one either. Maybe I just don't like Aaron Maybe Morgan Stern's like, writing. Uh, the writing. And you know what? That's fair. There's perfectly beautiful books out there that I can't get it's into. Just not for me. Yeah. I mean, I I know I already like shared both of mine, but <laughs> I have more that I could. The thing I remember share. most vividly about the Starless Sea is that there was an ocean of honey and it made me want to vomit. <laughs> it was like just thinking about Do an ocean. you not like honey? Like sticky bee honey. Uh-huh. Okay. And, like, just thinking about an ocean full of honey is, like, viscerally appalling to me. I don't like it at all. I think about how the tides would work. Would they? Probably not. I think about, like, currents. Honey currents. I try to to imagine the waves gently lapping upon the shore, but the... But they're honey, so like honey doesn't move like that. No, honey does not move like that. <laughs> they, well, you know, unless it's hot, maybe it's warmed. I don't know by the sun. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Maybe that's how it does. But it, the right? ocean is so cold. Well, not all parts of the ocean. I mean, even the parts of the ocean that are warm are kind of cold. I mean, that, to me, that's true. That's a true. human who is like consistently at like ninety-five degrees. No, you're right. Honey's a weird ocean. It's a, it's, it, is, it doesn't like weird me out, but like I, I definitely, if I and, started logicking that, that would be a problem. And it was like an underground ocean. And Wait, like what? the ocean was slowly rising underground. And <laughs> it's been a long time since I read this. <laughs> it was like libraries or like archives of some sort. And they're like, we have to go. The ocean is rising. But it was rising like really slow. I feel like they could have gotten some stuff out. The molasses ocean. <laughs> it was a weird book. It sounds it sounds pretty weird. She was like partially inspired, I remember reading, um, by the Breakbills seal with like the key and the bee. Oh, okay. So she did like key bee star. Did I talk about, when did I talk about this? Because I remember going on a rant about this book. And I don't remember reading it. I just remember ranting about it. There was a picture of bunnies on a boat. And I was like trying to figure out the Watership Down reference. Mm-hmm. But it just wasn't one. Hmm. Like having read and really liked Watership Down. Yeah. It just was a picture of bunnies on a boat. And it did not reference that book at all. Really? Yeah. That seems odd because it's, it's pretty clear reference. Exactly. But it didn't reference it at all. I do not approve. No. no. Anyway, back to more Morgan <laughs> other book that I'm rewriting. Sarah's just rewriting. I'm rewriting the entire all of um, bibliography of Aaron Morgenstern. Yes. Aaron, if you're listening. I'm sorry. I'm sure you're delightful. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the Night Circus was the twins. Like, I didn't completely hate that timeline because again this is another book where there's like kind of like multiple timelines going Hmm. there's like sections where it's in second person where the author is describing you going to the circus i don't really like those very much Mm -hmm. i don't know why Hmm. and then there was the timeline with the twins and the boy whose name i can't remember and i thought the twins were cool 
I thought it was interesting that they had different birthdays. One was born five minutes before midnight. One was born five minutes after midnight. They're supposed to be like lucky super magic twins or something. You have a great memory. I cannot remember <laughs> this level of detail in the books that I have read. I didn't take any notes. <laughs> I know. Like she's literally just pulling this out of her brain. I can't do that. It's, it's, I don't know. I just have a brain. It's there sometimes. It works well. Thanks. <laughs> I can't remember any of their names. Maybe the girl's name was Poppy. But other than that. Yeah. I don't remember. I thought the twins were cool. Yeah, the actual main characters, the kids who were dueling, creating the circus, are, were supposedly in love. But, like, they never met? Because they, they, they got put into the duel when they were, like, five. And, like, there was rings involved and, they, like, they can't get out of it. But, like, the duel, there was really no timeline there was no way to discern a winner. There was no urgency at all. I remember them saying that the last duel ended because one of the contestants committed suicide and they had been dueling for 26 years. But it was like low-key casual duel. I mean, obviously one of them was going to die first. There's always <laughs> If you have two humans in a room, there's going to be one of them that dies first. <laughs> Your logic is sound. <laughs> it wasn't a duel to me. It wasn't a competition. They weren't trying out do each other they were just creating rooms in a circus for why for why for why for why i don't know i don't know either i don't know and that is bothersome i get it the circus seemed kind of cool it didn't seem like they took money which was nice <laughs> i don't know but it's like one of those sketchy places that are like we don't take money we take your hopes instead your hopes and dreams. which seems worse i don't know right. <laughs> no money Guys, it's just hopes and dreams it's it's literally been at least five years since i've read this i i don't seriously folks can you believe this amount of recall five years ago it's insane I can't remember the books that I read like six months ago. I it's probably because I didn't <laughs> like it, and my brain is just cued in on like <laughs> just remember things that I hate. I can hold a grudge, my friend. Um. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to books, I hold a grudge. This is also one that I did end up listening to. Mm-hmm. I bought it because everyone loved it, and they were also certain they're like, "This you'll love this book. You have to buy it." So I bought it. And then I tried to read it like three or four different times. And I would always get to the part where like Celia's dad sells her into the stool. And I would just stop. I couldn't get past that. Mm -hmm. Like this little child in like a cute little pinafore and like knee high socks having to put on this painful ring because her dad just sold her into a duel. That Um, sounds terrible. Yeah, it's not nice. It's not nice. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, that's how far I would get. I don't know how I would change it. I just... Just make it better. Maybe no. I shouldn't change it because a lot of people love this book. This is a lot of people's favorite book. Oh, it wow. It just wasn't for me. I didn't realize... It. I mean, I knew it was popular, but I didn't realize that it was like right up there with a lot of oh, people's yeah. favorite book. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of people's favorite book. I also have a book that I think you really enjoy that I don't like. Ooh, which one? The Name of the Wind. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> here's the thing about the name of the wind i think if i reread it now i would not be as fond of it oh my gosh how do you keep track of anything in this book (laughs) 
Oh, I, man. I, I really loved that book. So, like, okay, to be fair. Did you end up finishing it or no? No. Okay, good for you. I I listened to... Uh, oh, I've never see. tried the audiobook, so that could be part of it. That could be part of it. So I made it to chapter 52. That's pretty far. It's pretty far, even though I still have 13 and a half hours left. It, it's a beast of a book. It is an absolute beast, and I really 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 wanted to like this book yeah and i really really wanted to you, you get made it to chapter it. 52 you gave it a shot i gave it a real real shot because i was invested because i was trying to impress someone that i was dating <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't worth impressing but so, oh well. <laughs> agreed now however so like as soon as we like cut it off i was like i'm not finishing this book so, what, what was happening when you stopped i have Do you no, idea. no idea okay. i have no idea that was days ago no <laughs> But I, I, I don't know why. I just, like, it never I, – I really did struggle with that, like, back and forth. But I know mm-hmm. that it's a super popular title, you know, that it people is. love. It especially was when it came out, which 2008 or 2010-ish. Let me see. It's definitely either late aughts or early tens. It, the first book, Name of the Wind, came out in – well, May 15th of 2009. 2009. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The, the year I did not say yeah. between the two years right? I did say. The, between the two years. <laughs> it is 28 hours. It's long. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially for the when it came out. Like fantasy has really changed and diversified so much since then. For the better, I think, personally. It's not just like an old white man game anymore, which I love. I'm very curious to see how book three is gonna go if it ever comes out they have it listed here they've had it listed there for but, a decade oh uh, really okay he's had the title out for years well um if this is any indication it seems that the length of the titles uh, grow exponentially it says the second one was is 43 hours oh so i don't know how long the, <laughs> the third is gonna be like 80 yeah the so. wise man's fear was very long Oh, man. And the book three is going to be The Doors of Stone. Yeah. Again, if it ever comes out. Here's the thing. I have been trying to get to the point where I'm, like, comfortable with authors not owing me sequels. Mm-hmm. It is ultimately a job if they do no longer want to perform that job. Like, you cannot force that labor. So, like, I'm trying so hard. <laughs> Doing my best. I really did love them. My cat is partially named after one of the characters from The Name of the Wind. See? Like, I feel like, like, I mean... <laughs> Sarah's recommendations are always solid. If I'm ever in a I don't know what to read, it's a text message to Sarah. So I am shocked and appalled that I don't like this book. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were shocked and appalled at me. No, I'm shocked and appalled at myself for like, how do I not like this title? Because you're reading it in 2022. That might be. That might be it. I don't know. Like it, It's had 14 years to age and it's kind of probably aging weird. Maybe that's why. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm aging weird, but... I mean, same. Yeah, so that's the title that apparently everybody loves that I just cannot handle. That's fair. I had never recommended you this book because I knew The Doors of Stone was never going to come out. And I was not going to do that to you. That's fair. That's that's why. Like, I don't think I've talked about it on this podcast either. Because, I mean, I've mentioned my frustrations with Rothfuss on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I've never recommended The Name of the Wind, despite the fact that I loved that book. Yeah. Because I'm not going to set people up for that. Anyway, <laughs> if you like The Night Circus, good for you. <laughs> Great wrap up. <laughs> that was a good tie-in. <laughs> to be fair, I derailed us, I think, pretty hard. You're fine. <laughs> I was curious. I was like, which book? Which I should have known. I should have known. I you, thought you, you might guess you it. T- you talked about me. Or <laughs> you had to talk about me. I don't know. You talked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you do when I'm not around. <laughs> you talked to me about that before. So I probably should have known. But I did not. I mean, if I talked to you about a lot of books. That's fair. So. Yeah. I think I've come to the conclusion I will not rewrite The Night Circus. I will just quietly dislike it and not poop on other people's joy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good for you if you liked it. I just It just wasn't for me. All right. So that was our very strange reread, rewrite section. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> no, I loved it. <laughs> this, is, this is why you were a good guest for the one-year extravaganza. <laughs> Because this is what makes it. This is what is making it the extravaganza. <laughs> so, so what do you bring to recommend? So there is. It is recent. So, um, if you listened to the first uh, podcast where I talked about kind of my reading pattern, one of them uh, is that in the new year I like to read something sci-fi because mm-hmm. it feels very futury, and I kind of like that whole vibe. And I stumbled upon an incredible series which has the cutest name maybe in existence uh and it's called uh murderbot diaries yes by martha wells and mm-hmm. i'm obsessed absolutely obsessed there's a lot of books in this series most of them are super short reads mm-hmm. like three ish or so hours and then i think there's one random one that's like eight. Oh, that's yeah strange. yeah it was like it was super strange I think the last one that I read, there is another one out that I am on hold for. But yeah, so you're, you're oh no, it's 12, basically 13 hours. Oh, um, that's even longer than even eight. Even longer than eight. <laughs> what? Right? So, I mean, because you know, I, I got in like the rhythm of having these super short. So like All Systems Red is the first book in the series and it is three hours and 17 minutes, you know. And so, and the other ones kind of stick with that similar three plus hours type format and then just randomly the fifth book is like and 13 hours (laughs) so weird so it was it was kind of alarming because i you know i i I was so used to that rhythm of the of the three maybe four ish getting close to four hour bites and honestly the way that i read it was just like it was one big book so it's like oh this is a chapter this is a chapter okay yeah that makes sense that's just how I, I processed it. I tend to binge uh, listen as well. So mm-hmm. when I find a series that has a huge like catalog to it, I'm like, I'm listening <laughs> to all of this back to back because I love this world. Nice. And I was kind of having, I was struggling a little bit with getting back into reading. Like nothing was satisfying me. Yeah. Nothing was satisfying me at all. Relatable. Yeah. And so finally I was just like, all right, it's sci-fi time. So I picked up the, the first book in this series and... I fell in love with this character so much. It is artificial intelligence based. It's um, set in space, future for sure, like very, very far in the future. And I just, I love the way that they really talk about and the, I guess the, the character development of Murderbot. That's the name <laughs> nice. of, of the main character is Murderbot. 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 So and, cute. Yeah. And Murderbot is... Um, 
Is he a murderer? I mean, basically, yeah. Like, Fantastic. He is a... I mean, I don't want to overspoil, so I'm just going to, but it's, it's, I think you can probably pick up in the description what I'm going to share, um, is that there are, they're called sec units, and they are these human-robot hybrids, basically. Oh. And they are, they have something um, called a governor, which basically can kill them if they don't follow the instructions. They are, they are essentially slaves of the future. Okay. Right. And so people don't think like, you know, humans or augmented humans don't think that they have rights um, because they don't. They're their property. They travel in like cargo and they're used in really dangerous situations when you need a murder bot. And they have the and the people are scared of them because they have like these kind of exo suits that they wear, but they look human under that. And so it's all about this sec unit who came, who named themselves Murderbot, and they're traveling and their character development um, as they essentially break free. Oh, cool! And what that's like, yeah. And the people that they meet and how they are able to like help. And he's like, he's so sassy. He is so sassy. Um, Murderbot is obsessed with unrealistic tv serials that they will download and like binge watch and like sometimes we'll be just like watching it in the background while they're doing other things Murderbot is all of us right Murderbot <laughs> is all of us it was and I, just, I don't know Murderbot is just like there's so much dryness to Murderbot, and you get to hear all of the internal monologue of of Murderbot, and i don't know it's just really really fascinating um and the, the character again the development is really really wonderful and ultimately there's kind of a bit of a love story interesting in that fifth book the five uh, the 13 hour book but i'm not going to go too much into that at least i interpreted it as kind of a love ish story mm-hmm. is that the long so, book yeah that's the long book. That's the book where there's space for it. Right. Uh, I see what you did there. But I'm ching. <laughs> I love it. So I don't know, but it, it's kind of adorable. And I just, I don't know, there's something about like a grumpy AI that just makes me super happy. That is really great. Um, I love an AI with personality. Me too. So this isn't a major recommend for me. I recommend it to anyone that will listen to me. I've recommended it to Sarah. Multiple times. Multiple times. Have I read it yet? No. <laughs> there's a lot of books out there, so... It is, but I have. If if you are struggling with like getting back into listening or or reading, this is a great series to get you back into it. Just because it's super engaging, it's very short, so it's easy to get through. Mm-hmm. They're also so. just like very popular and accessible. Yeah, um, I believe every year one comes out, and every year it's nominated or wins a Hugo. Like, yeah, they're yeah. very very highly awarded as well. Which I'm a little salty about. Because, like, I love this series. How has no one recommended this to me? <laughs> I would have, but I hadn't read them. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But, like, because, I mean, and honestly, it maybe it made it even, like, a little bit more, like, a little bit more special to me or something. Yeah. But I just kind of stumbled. Found it by yourself. Right, like, I found it by myself. <laughs> but, yeah, because the cover does not, the cover looks like serious yeah. sci-fi. It does. I talk a lot about covers if you listen well, to the first one because I'm in, yeah. you know, I'm in marketing. marketing. I'm very visual. So uh, the covers matter to me a lot. And this cover, I like the covers. I think they look cool, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't 
They don't match the tone. No, I don't think they match the tone because the covers are not playful. No, they're not. They're very, like, very serious sci-fi. Like Yeah. Like, the only thing I know about Murderbot is that it's by Martha Wells and those are what the covers look like and they went Hugo's. Mm-hmm. And, like... Your description of that was like what? Like I, the I thought Murderbot was like like ships have AIs or like I don't know robots have AIs. Like I thought they were basically just like a thing with a gun, <laughs> like like a like a like a ship with a gun. Like, no, I, they no, are they, full on. Yeah, they're full on yeah. like hybrid. I would have never guessed that. Now there is, there are, this phrase that I'm going to use, I believe is from a different book that I can't remember, but there are ship mines. Okay. So there are also, like, there are just, like, 100% AI that are also, I would consider, like, sentient, so. Gotcha. Which, again, I'm all about. That's one of my favorite subgenres. Yes. I love an AI. Ugh. Yes. All right, so I guess we'll talk about my recommend. Yes. So, okay, as I said, I didn't listen back to our first episode, but I did read the episode description, and you talked a lot about the secret history. Yeah. And I haven't read it yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> Which is why I sent you secret history <laughs> meme yesterday. Anyway, but I read this one, and I, I feel as though it had similar dark academia, like, pretentious school kids murder vibes. Okay. So um, this book is called If We Were Villains by... M.L. Rio. And it's basically a frame story. Um, Our main character is named Oliver, and he's been in jail for 10 years for the murder of one of his classmates. Basically, the officer that caught and arrested him is retiring. And so Oliver is getting out of jail, and the officer is just like, hey, let's go back to the school. Like, I want to know what actually happened. Like, I'm not 100% convinced that you killed this guy. Like, what what even (laughs) so um that's the frame and then we jump back in time to what's actually happening basically you have a group of friends who are like pretentious theater kids at this school that only does shakespeare so there's a lot of shakespeare references there's a lot of like shakespeare plays like performed on page but also a lot of the way this friendship group interacts and like forms relationships also mirrors Shakespeare. So that's a really interesting part. So like if you're familiar with Shakespeare, you'll get more out of it. If you're not familiar with Shakespeare, it explains enough that you'll still like it. It's fine. But the friend group also kind of they typecasted themselves. So like the Richard, who's the main character, like typecast, who gets all the lead roles, he's also kind of the lead of the friendship group. Like the the ingenue girl is also the like so their roles in the group reflects the roles that they're getting and it kind of gets really weird when the casting changes um Oliver our our main character he normally just kind of does whatever role is needed filled he gets the main part for their senior project um Richard doesn't like that and like it kind of spirals out with these dynamics they're just kind of weird theater kids who like Shakespeare a lot <laughs> and it's it's really interesting and really fun and it's definitely dark academia like if you like that atmospheric setting um you will like it so yeah that sounds really good it sounded like it's secret history e enough that I thought you might like it yeah I think that might be it sounds like it's giving me some pretty strong October vibes yes 
So I might, that might be a Mm -hmm. nice, I'm always looking for a great kind of darker book for my October. Yeah, I think that would be really good. Because it's a frame story, you don't necessarily know who Oliver is supposed to have killed until like that part of the book. Hmm. So you know that somebody's going to die. Kind of know who, but like not really, like it could go another way. So like their fall production, I believe it was Macbeth, they staged it outside. Like they had the witches like rising out of the lake at the beginning. Like it was really crazy. Mm. And so you have this like really interesting, like atmospheric outdoor behind the scenes play thing going on, like with the leaves and the cold air and the audience can only kind of see and like it, it just is really neat. Mm-hmm. And it sounds great. The cover is also solid. Yes, for sure. It it fits the vibe of the novel. Perfect. Vibe. It does. And so, like, you know that the murder is going to happen soon. You don't know who was murdered. You don't know how. And like, you almost get this feeling that when someone dies in Macbeth, it might not just be <laughs> a, a fake death. <laughs> and that's. I'm not going to confirm or deny whether that happens or not, because that would be a spoiler. But, like, it's just really good at building that tension. Yeah. Awesome. I think Shakespeare would like it. Yeah. Well, that's a ringing endorsement (laughs) right there. Well, I know that I have a lot of good recommendations now. Yay. At least two. Fantastic. At least two. And you've already read The Night Circus, so I I don't need that recommended to you. No. (laughs) I wouldn't recommend it to you anyway. I didn't like it. I'm all all good on that front. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's the podcast. That's the podcast. We've been folks. doing it for a year now. What? I know. Many more to come. Hopefully. We'll yeah. see what happens. You'll have to come on every year. Two every years spectacular. Year. Guess guess who it is? Da da da. Sean Fennell. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I always look forward to our podcast coming out, and this is always fun to be able to share love of reading and some great discoveries from the year. Yeah. So yeah. I'm always looking for some good things, so please uh, email Sarah with your yes, book recommendations. Please do. We we have an actual podcast email list now, so if you email podcast at muskingalibrary.org, it will get to me, and it'll get to, I think, my supervisor and you, I think. Am I on that list, too? I think so. Help, Somebody help should email podcast at muskingalibrary.org. Yeah, anyone. With someone. your own reset of books. I would love to read them on the podcast. Yes. That'd be nice to get one before next year. It would be. It that would could be, really be another cool. goal for the yeah, podcast. There we go. We're coming full circle. Look at us. Wrap it up the episode. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. We're so professional. We're so professional. <laughs> anyway, if you're enjoying the podcast, you should leave us a five star rating or review on Apple Podcasts and tell all your friends about us because that's the best way to get people to listen. <laughs> and it, also, the, the rating thing helps people find the show. So it has been an absolute pleasure to be yes. on Thank Repod. You. Thank you for coming back. Yes, I am looking forward to next year already. Yes. It's a great, great way. Fe- February is not my favorite month, so no? this will make it one of my favorites. Yay! Right it's something to look forward to. <laughs> but it's a short month. It is is short month, yeah. It's, it's the month with the least. It's the month with the least. <laughs> The least of the time. <laughs> Which is good because it's not my favorite. So it needs to get get done. Because because it's cold? Like why? Uh, you know, usually I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, I might be getting done with it being dark when I come into work oh, and dark when yeah. I drive home. That's fair. Like I don't see the sun unless it's through my office windows mm-hmm. or like 
uh, on a weekend. Anyway, if you listened this far, thank you, listener. I appreciate you. Um, I do too. And I will talk to you next month. And I will talk to you next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.